The Spiritually Intimate Podcast is for women who boldly pursue love, success, and a higher vision of life for themselves and those that they influence. We're your hosts, Andrew Crowder and Blair Dreesen. Join us for unfiltered, unsupervised, and possibly unsubstantiated conversations about when spirituality meets life, love, sex, and career. Let's go to the show. (laughs) What's up? What's up, you guys? We're just like recording the whole show before we start recording. And I was like, hey... (laughs) Maybe I should hit record so somebody else can actually hear what we're saying. <laughs> um, I put up a what's up. First of all, this is Andrea and Blair. If you're new to Spiritually Intimate Conversations, thanks for hanging with us. Um, we are a spiritual-based company that's creating products to help you kind of bust through the you know the destructive patterns that creep up in our lives that are keeping us from having the life that we truly want. So I think that's ultimately why we're here. We're here to create products that help you feel good because we believe that women that feel good do good and that will have a powerful ripple effect in the world. So if you're here, we know that that matters to you too at some subconscious level. So thanks for hanging with us. Now that the intro is over, (laughs) uh, we put up a, um, a poll on Insta stories last week and just asked, you know, what type of content you guys are really interested in hearing right now and the overarching Um, conversation that people kept requesting is talking about fear-based blocks, negative mindset, self-doubt, disbelief. Um, We attract a certain kind of ambitious woman where you have vision, you have desire, and somewhere in the midst of all of that, there's a little bit of self-doubt. And I think we can all identify with that in some way, shape, or form, at least at some point in our lives. And Blair and I just had a two fucking hour, like very personal and intimate conversation of how that's showing up for us, even in our business now, after being in business for a long, long time. Um, so it's a real thing. So uh, by the end of it, after probably a little bit of tears choked back and some very, very raw, vulnerable conversations with each other as friends first and as you know, business partners trying to build a a global brand, we understand how this can really, really interfere. So we thought we might as well just carry on the conversation that we've already been having a little bit and talk to you guys about what we're doing to get over the hump of, you know, self-doubt and those frustrations, the blocks. Um, So I think- I'm hoping that even as you guys are listening to this right now, that it's somewhat helping you feel just a little bit better knowing that if you were somebody who filled in the question box and that's what you put, that you're not alone in that. Because I know that for me, when I go into those cycles of the negative self-talk, you do start to feel very isolated. You start to feel like I'm the only one feeling this way. And it only further perpetuates the fear and the shame and the judgment that we're having for self. But it's always first recognizing that we all have these feelings, no matter we're just your, you know, everyday mom who's just raising her kids to a high level businesswoman building a million dollar company. We all have days where our fear stories pop up Totally for all of us. I've never met someone who hasn't experienced feeling unworthy, feeling not good enough, feeling afraid, feeling unsupported, feeling like nobody gets it but them, 
feeling like this is my story. And this, I've been telling my the story since like I was a teenager of like, I always work harder than everybody else. And I'm like left alone. I'm unsupported. And like Blair's big story is the unworthiness. Like these are all frequencies, you guys, yeah. all frequencies. I definitely, I go into the state of I'm not good enough. And if I get into p- places where I feel like other women are maybe better than me in some way, cause I can really see their skill and I can see what they're bringing to the table. I'll start second guessing my own skill set and what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And so then I feel alone in that moment. I think that that's even key is that Andrea, what you were saying is like, you feel unsupported and you feel alone. Mm-hmm. I go into that space of, I don't feel like I am showing up enough or as good as these other women. So now all of a sudden I'm alone, I'm outside. So I feel like it always triggers that I'm not good enough. And then I'm this outsider, I'm alone. And then I, and we start going into all these, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. People aren't going to be with me and nobody wants to be alone. I mean, we as humans are, we're community driven, pack driven. We want to be connected to other humans. And so the minute we start feeling those feelings and we feel that disconnect from everyone around us, it just further perpetuates all these fear stories out of us. And aren't we the perfect little mirrors for each other? If my story, oh God, yes. <laughs> if my story is like, I'm unsupported. I have to, like, I do all the work or like 70, 80% of it. Like you guys should have seen me as like a high schooler getting put into group projects. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> like my story, I always complain to my mom, nobody's doing their part. I'm just going to have to do it all. Like I've been telling this story for decades, bitches. And like Blair's is like, I'm not good enough. So like, if I'm in a story of like, I'm unsupported and nobody's helping and Blair's like, I'm not good enough. If we allow, if we allow ourselves to stay in isolation for too long, Mm -hmm. we would drift apart a million percent. Our company would be dissolved. Our partnership would be dissolved. A lot of times friendships become dissolved if you stay in isolation. So one thing that Blair and I promised each other at the beginning of this business was we're not afforded that luxury. We don't get to stay in isolation. We don't get to let these things grow that big. So today was one of those days where it was like, we're in the craziness of our first season and the holidays running a retail business. It's psycho and amazing. And it's been beautiful and so exciting. And like for the most part, 95% of it has been glorious. But then we realize, like going through it, like, oh, there's some shit we need to do better. And if you know, both of us just sat in our own spaces and expected the other one to just like, know, to be like telepathic mind readers. That's a goal in this life. I do want to be able to read mine. (laughs) I do believe that's possible. (laughs) Well, I love this conversation though, because I I was just asked by somebody um, around this conversation of like, how do you and Andrea sustain the business and your friendship and being women and communicating certain things. And I was just like, this is, it's like a marriage to me. And I take my marriage very seriously with my husband. I take my marriage with spiritually intimate and Andrea very seriously. I'm like, but above all else, 
she to me is always my friend first, then my business partner. Like, and we've just, we've established certain boundaries with each other. And we, before we got on, we were talking just even about certain expectations and where my expectations are, where her expectations are. And we just, we allow ourselves to have conversations that I think a lot of people will shy away from having because they're like, that's too hard to have that conversation. And then they retreat back in isolation. Not to say that me and Andrea haven't had moments that we do do this to each other. We definitely have, we are not perfect in any of this, but we recognize that this is always learning and we're always growing, but we're always ultimately checking in. I think Andrea, what you would ask me is like, at the end of the day, where do we see the vision? And is our vision still aligned always number one, the same. And it always is our vision for this business, for spiritually intimate, for how we want to create things in the world and how we want to support other women and how we want to support each other. And this podcast and the resources we put out there, our vision is so locked in and we're so aligned in that, that we're always going to, we're always going to work to be there together in that. Totally. And like the trick is, is that the faster that we lean in instead of leaning away, the further that you get from someone, think about social media. It's so easy for people to, you know, write, spew hate on social and like comments and DMs, right? Because there's so much distance. Yes. Mm -hmm. But how often would those same people say those same words sitting face to face with someone? They wouldn't number one. And number two, they probably wouldn't want to because as you get closer, you start to humanize the other person more. And that's so important is like, as if you guys have an ambitious goal in your life, you don't get too shy. You do not have the luxury to not have the hard conversations, or you will be telling the story of either I'm not good enough, or I'm not supported or I'm unworthy. You're like, pick your poison until the day you die and you're never going to get what you want. So you get to pick which hard do you want? The hard that actually makes things easier, faster. Blair and I having this two-hour hard conversation with each other is now going to make life so much easier until we have to have another hard conversation. <laughs> like We've had maybe three very like very grown up, intimate, honest conversations with each other since we've, you know, started running this business together since like idea conception, which has been like, you know, a year and a little over a year and a half. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the last one we're going to have. And I have taken it as like my role. I feel like I'm always the initiator and I'm, I actually like, I think this is probably somewhere in my human design chart because it's the same thing for me and my husband is like, I will break the ice the fastest typically in most of my relationships because probably it's probably my open root chakra because the discomfort causes too much pain Mm. either to the point where I'll be like, peace out. This isn't worth it. And I'll like, you know, somehow disengage myself with like whoever, or if it's worth it, I'll lean in the fastest and say like, let's break this ice. We need to sort this ASAP before this gets bigger and harder. The longer you wait, the harder it gets and the bigger. And what we realized after the two-hour conversation is like, it's always just like a lack of communication. Like I made some assumptions about like me trying to, you know, like 
protect my friend that really wasn't actually protecting her and that was like hurting me in the process. And it was like all an illusion. It was all a distorted story of low fucking frequencies at the end of the day. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, once we started talking, we, we realized that in a lot of ways, like we both had the same end goal in mind for things. We always, always. do. We always have same end goal, but we were just doing things because that, that we were making assumptions or we were thinking we were doing something to help the other one, which really wasn't really helping them, nor did it help us like at all. <laughs> it was just, but you're right. Like, we're always going to have these conversations. They're never going to go away. And I feel like this is the thing too, when it comes to limiting beliefs or fears is that when people start getting into this work and they become way more aware of their limiting beliefs and their thought patterns, which on the episode last week, if you listen to that, I give you an exercise of how to even become more tapped in and aware of these thought pattern, thought patterns and what's coming up. So you can kind of like start to rework them and start to, to release them. The thing is, is that a lot of times we go into the space of all of a sudden, if that fear pops up again, we start to be like, and here it is again. I'm clearly not doing the work good enough because the fear has popped up again. Like we start getting upset if the fear continues to present itself. And I feel like my fear story is I'm not good enough. So it loves to show up in fun, interesting ways in my life. And I've come to a point now when it becomes triggered and I see it, I welcome in the trigger. I'm like, Ooh, thank you. Like it doesn't always feel good in the moment. I still might spiral out of control for like a day and have my emotional moment around it. But ultimately I'm like, Ooh, okay, here's that fear story again. I get to rework this. I get another opportunity to shift this and choose the new emotion again. I love like That's something that Gabby Bernstein always talks about is you get to choose again and choose again and choose again. And that's all it is instead of being like, oh fuck, I'm doing something wrong. And now I have the same fear story. Like Andrea is not sitting there letting that ruin her energy every day because it's that same story that she told herself when she was 17 years old in you know, class, right? She just recognizes like, oh, here it is again. Totally. Okay, <laughs> I get to shift it again. I choose again. So step one, when the fear pops up, lean in, Mm. not away, either into the person, into the experience. Um, Step two, surround yourself with truth tellers and be willing to listen even when it hurts for a little bit. Because truly, like one of the things that triggered this like conversation that Blair and I needed to, you know, have in our partnership was somebody just giving me like really hard cold truth of like, Andrea, you're fucking babying her. <laughs> Thank you, Paige. <laughs> Shout out to Paige. We're going to have her, we're, we're going to have her on the podcast. So she, she looked at me and she saw my pattern. Truly, you guys, if you don't, um, let's see her, her Instagram is I am Paige Michelle, P-A-I-G-E. You guys don't know how to spell that. Anyways, um, I've had her on the show the very, very beginning when I launched before Blair joined me in the podcast. Um, and her expertise is identifying people's 
patterns that keep you stuck and like showing them where they are in your human design chart and then how to overcome them. She is the expert of all experts and she lives this experiment with herself first. So that's why she's so good at it. And nobody's better at explaining it than her. If you guys didn't grab her book, I think it's like a dollar 11 or something. A dollar. Yeah. It's like a dollar 11. It's amazing. Pages. It's a cool ebook. Yes. Yeah. Go, go grab that right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what her website is, but go to Instagram. Her Instagram is, <laughs> we'll link it. We'll link it. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. But, but yes, yeah. you definitely want to go check out our girl. She's amazing. So Paige is in our mastermind. We have a mastermind of a few other women outside of, you know, the spiritually intimate co-founders between me, Paige, me, not me, Paige, me, Blair. I have too many names in my head. <laughs> me. <laughs> Blair and Brenna are co-founders of Spiritually Intimate. We're going to have Brenna on soon too. And we have um, Rachel Luna. We have Danielle Bigby. And then we have Paige as well, all in a mastermind. And we all just like help each other build our businesses. And it's like very, very personal too. It's like definitely not just about business. Like if we're struggling in relationships or personal stuff, like it's a very, very intimate type of like support group that we created for ourselves. P.S. Like this isn't something yeah. that we sell. So don't message us on how to get in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, you know, I had a need and I was like, let me make this. And I just started reaching out to people and, and it turned out that those other people had a need too. So, um, you know, Paige sat down and we were listening to each other last week, just talking about what was going on, talking about, you know, the patterns that were like keeping us frustrated. And, you know, i shared with her some, you know, feelings and frustrations that I was going through. And like, she gave me some cold, hard truth. And it was like from such a beautiful space of non-judgment, it was just like, here are the facts. Look at your chart. This is what's going on. This is what you're doing to yourself. This is how you are not actually supporting your partner, even though you're telling yourself this lie story that you are. Like my intention was that I was supporting, but truly at the end of the day, it was, it was inhibiting her. And I couldn't see that. And she just said it from this very clear, non-judgmental space of like, no girl, you doing this wrong. <laughs> so surround yourself with truth tellers and be willing to hear the the cold, hard truth sometimes and sit with it. I didn't take immediate action to like, oh God, I got to fix this. And like, I really sat with it for a while to decide like, how do I need to you know, show up differently. How do I need to break the ice and lean into Blair? How do we need to like sort this out so that we can go into 2020 and Blair said at the end of our conversation, like we had to have this conversation now. This had to take place because this is just that one more thing that's helping, that's helping harden the cement for the platform that we're going to jump off of. This is the foundation of like what 2020 is going to be for our brand and for our life experience. So yeah, that's why I said, like, I always, I welcome in these moments so much more now. Yeah. Like I want, it's funny. Cause I sometimes go into spaces of like, I want to be triggered because it shows me the area that I'm still holding on to a fear pattern. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, my personal goal with my personal journey is how can I continue shifting out these lower level frequencies of fear and shame and judgment out of my body so I can continue welcoming higher love and light and joy and compassion and all these other higher level frequencies that I want to bring in. It's not good nor bad. It's just shifting from heavier, denser into lighter 
frequencies. And that's all I ever want to do. So when I'm being faced with opportunities to be triggered in it, yes, at first it's jarring, but then I'm like, oh, here we go. Another opportunity. And this is what we get to do for our business. Every time we have Andrea breaks the ice, because she's right. A lot of times you do, you break the ice. And I feel like that's something within my my astrological chart. I, I know that about me. I go into almost a um, kind of a hermit stage where people recognize that I withdraw because I kind of go into like processing things. She hermits herself hardcore. I do hermit myself, but there's something about it, like in a period of time that it's healthy for me to kind of hermit for a minute because I shut it all, everything else down. Because as a projector, I have a lot. And for me personally, I have a lot of open centers. And so it's almost kind of my way to kind of clear out all that. So I can kind of sit with self get really clear with me. And then I kind of come back out. But unfortunately, sometimes what I've learned is when I start to come back out into it, I haven't fully re-engaged and kind of like said what I need to say. And so Andrea is always really good of then breaking that ice to like facilitate that conversation. So yes, like not even just like truth tellers or people that can really give it to you straight, but even people that you have around you that they understand you from that standpoint they get you, they get your energetic patterns and they also get your fear stories and they can see when you're in your pattern or your fear or whatever, and they can pull you forward. Totally. And I found, and don't get us wrong, you guys, like, again, like two hours ago, we were very much in the thick of a conversation that (laughs) you would have been like, Ooh, how's that going to turn out? Like (laughs) just real. And you guys, like we promised you from the beginning, we're going to give you the real behind the scenes. Like it's not easy for anybody, but we just had to decide that the vision of this company matters more to us that we're willing to have the most uncomfortable conversations. And now we feel great and it feels, it feels lighter. Blair's right. We shifted a frequency. We literally just like went up in frequency together because we healed some shit that needed to get healed. We're going to keep doing that for each other. You just have to, I was listening to one of the Gaia, um, like little lessons on quantum physics because I'm a nerd (laughs) when I was up at 2 a.m. cleaning my closet the other night. I was going to say, were you like up at 2 a.m. like cleaning your closet and watching Gaia? (laughs) I'm telling you guys, I was so wide awake. So I've been detoxing. So my energy's next level. Um, Detoxing always makes me feel like a new human. They say like, you always hear people say like, I wish I could bottle that child's energy and sell it. You can, you just need to detox. So I was so wide awake. I felt great. My energy was fantastic. My closet was a fucking shit storm from being like traveling and being so busy for like six weeks in a row. I literally had to like lift my leg up like three feet and like, like I was walking over large logs to get into my closet. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> Somebody asked me to do, oh, I said that last week. <laughs> so I asked me to do I can't. Anyways, so I was like, I'm just going to do it now. Clearly, like there's no reason for me to go lay in bed and stare at my ceiling. I feel good. I'm just going to get it done. So I just started cleaning. And when I clean my closet, I like to turn on something and like the background noise. And the, I turn on the Gaia app. I was just following my intuition. And really it was leading me to stay awake, to clean my closet in order to hear, you know, the Gaia app. But them just talking about, you know, uh, oh my God, like so many things. I can't even remember why I started this story in the first place. 
Us, we were going up in frequency together. Yes, thank you. So there, the the whole point of you know the quantum physics conversation was through one thought, one action, one feeling at a time. As we start to take ourselves up in frequency, we start to take our surroundings, the whole planet, because we all are so deeply connected. Um, you know, like the same way that you and your brother or you and your sister, if you have siblings, like came from the same parent, you came from like the same source of life. We all came for the, from the same source of life, right? So we're connected in that way. And so the whole point was just to show that like, even from a scientific standpoint, like we all feel like we're so alone and so isolated, but really when you look at it scientifically, we actually are very, very deeply connected. And as we start to choose different patterns, choose a better feeling thought as Abraham says, or choose a different feeling as Gabby says, or whatever you want, you're taking yourself up in frequency while you're taking other people up with you. So it's a, it's a worthy fucking cause. Anyways, that was a way longer story than I intended it to be. <laughs> no, I think it, it, that needs to be heard because I think people just get so locked into the fear and they just start judging themselves so much of the fear and they don't realize that the fears and the negative emotions I even, I'm getting to a spot where I just don't even feel like I'm attaching to negative anymore because I feel like negative alludes to like something's bad or wrong. Right. It's just, these are emotions that a we have A low frequency to, versus a high frequency thought. Yeah. It's yeah. just, we're going to feel both and we have to experience the polarity of both because in order to feel those higher frequencies, we wouldn't know what those higher frequencies felt if we didn't feel the lower frequencies. And the lower frequencies are just kind of little warning signals or little red flags of just kind of letting us know that we're just not on our path. We're not in alignment. We just need to check back in and clear something so we can get redirected back on our path. Totally. It's intended contrast. And if you could like hear your soul talking to you, your soul would be like, no, this is, this is exactly what you asked for. You just forgot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we come in unconscious into this low frequency planet. And part of the reason that we feel these like deep highs and lows is because of our environment. The same way that there's like environmental pollution, Mm -hmm. there's energetic pollution and it's not bad or good. It just is. And it makes us feel some sort of way, which generally doesn't feel fantastic. So the polarity that Blair's talking about is like something that helps us. If we notice it when it feels a little bad or a little less than desirable, we can make a shift faster and easier versus if we let it grow big, which goes back to step one of like lean in. If you can be an observer of it and lean in faster before it grows into like a huge gremlin, then it's easier to like squash the bug before it gets too big and you know, you can't get your shoe over it anymore. Step three is build a stronger muscle. If there's an area in your life where you're afraid we can all do things that make us afraid that don't um, prevent us from still moving forward if we start to build muscles. And this was another thing Blair and I were talking about where, you know, at the end where, what are the skills that we need to learn for 2020 in order to feel confident? Because this is very new territory still to this day for us 
of being in a product-based business, there's still so much we don't know. We still have such a big learning curve. There's, you know, us figuring out like continuing to fund our company while we're building a company. So we still have to like run other businesses while we're building this big business and like the balance of that. And what are the skill sets that we need to help us feel confident and to stay in our knowingness that even though it's unknown and even though it's scary, I believe in my ability to figure it out. Marie Forley always says everything is figure outable. This isn't a gift that some people get and some people don't. It's just you picking up a weight and doing reps the same way that you build a muscle as you're starting your new gym routine in 2020, right? Hopefully you guys are already working out and not waking till January 1st. Please don't be so fucking cliche. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's it's that going back into even just, because I know for some people that's what slows them down. They're like, but if I don't know, and if I don't have the skill, they get stuck in this sense of just kind of like over critiquing themselves. It's like, how can you make the not knowing everything be more fun and look at it as this wonderful opportunity? Because I always am like, I'm in my human design. There's a part of it that is all about like investigating things and learning things. And I I get way into that. But on the flip side of that, that there's this other piece of it that sometimes if I don't know everything, then I'm not good enough. It triggers that fear out of me. And so I'll go into this like, oh, I got to be like proficient in this and I have to be perfect in this and I have to be here. And if I'm not here, then I'm not good enough. I've started to learn that it's never about reaching the state of knowing everything. Because if I can humble myself always and recognize that it's always the state of learning, I'm always in this beautiful state of learning. Every trigger that I experience, every fear I experience, every hurdle I experience is just another beautiful opportunity to learn and expand more. It takes away that feeling of I have to have everything perfect and I must know everything because then I can't like build a successful business if I don't know everything there is to know about building a business. Like you'll I never start a business. Yeah, you'll never case. start. Yeah, I just, I've learned to learn as I go. That was definitely something I learned in my previous business of just continually learning as I was going. The thing is, is like we live in this like ebb and flow always and things are, the one thing that you can guarantee is that things are always changing. Nature is always changing. Our cells are always changing. Our thought patterns are always changing you can guarantee that even if you sit in one spot, something will change. Your muscles will start to deteriorate. Something's changing. Even through you taking non-action, you're still changing no matter what. Mm. So you get to decide how is that change going to look for you if you're building with purpose and on purpose. That is like our whole, it's not our whole, it's half of our mission statement. It's how do we teach people to build with purpose and on purpose so that you can build a life that feels good because women that feel good do good. That's why we're here. We're very, very clear on that vision for our company. So us knowing like ultimately the end goal, we start to just like work backwards. Blair's probably the best at that. And I'm probably, Blair's really good at like pre-planning. I'm really good at like doing shit on the fly which makes us a powerful partnership as long as we can remember that. (laughs) Yeah. As long as we harness that and we play off of those strengths, 
before we get into a situation where we recognize we're working against our own strengths. Right. We're laughing because that's very real right now. (laughs) (laughs) So very real. Um, Which is actually reminding me of, um, of, I I pulled it up. His name's Mastin Kip. Yeah. And he has a book called Claim Your Power. And I remember you sent me a video of him, of a rec- of an interview that he did. I should, we should find that. And we'll have to put that in the show notes. Cause he talks about this too, of just like how addressing fear as just this very natural thing that comes into our body. It's our nervous system. Like it's just our nervous system working. Stop trying to work against the system and kind of really be working with it and becoming totally. more powerful with these fear stories that come up instead of this like bad thing that you're shaming yourself for that you have. Completely. And so here's two ways to like, to build that confidence. And again, like confidence is something that requires building. So number one, build it in your mind first, like through meditation. I don't care if you think you're good at meditation, sit your ass down (laughs) and go through it, mentally rehearse it in your head. And just know it's not going to go exactly as planned, but when you're in it, if you've done enough time in your head first, I think of my career as an entrepreneur the same way that an Olympic athlete thinks of their career. I'm training myself mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually for success. And, And that requires for me to rehearse it in my mind and to be prepared and to be willing to be flexible and to be nimble when it's necessary. But it doesn't feel as scary because what happens when you do, when you rehearse it through meditation first, this is just like visualization. Again, like we said last week, you can do this in the car, you can do this in the shower. This doesn't take extra time, but you are conditioning your nervous system for this to feel safe. And if it feels safe, you're more likely to do it, right? If it feels, if there's too much unknown, if you spend all your time saying, what if I can't, what if I can't, what if I can't, and then start building a case for all the reasons that you can't, then certainly you will absolutely manifest their future. Good job. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but then with looking at that, you can sit there and say to yourself, holy crap, look how amazing I am at building this fear story into reality for myself. Look how great I am at that. Yeah. We're all awesome (laughs) manifestors already. You're already manifesting what you're focusing on. Totally. But is that what you want to manifest or do you simply want to continue to tell the story of why you can't because it feels somewhere deep psychologically, it actually feels better. Mm -hmm. That may be true for you. That's okay. No judgment. Judgment's a low frequency. My kids remind me every day. <laughs> so, so does Jeremy now. No, My atheist husband people. is like, judgment's a low frequency. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> that can sting though for sometimes for some people being like, wait a second, you're telling me that somewhere underneath it all, like this is what I want it's for myself. Yep. And it's like, yeah, because in some way it's serving you. You just have to figure out what is it that, that this fear story and you continuing to act from it, how is it actually serving you? How is it in a sense, in your own way, protecting you from something else that you think is going to be far worse on the other side? Totally. Because it sometimes telling the story of what a victim we are, it just keeps us feeling safe, even though we don't like it. I'm not saying that you like it. 
we've all done this at some point. Oh yeah. We're just like, you know, better at recognizing it faster. Blair and I were both saying like, we do it totally. So this isn't like me being like, I'm better than you. I'm just not willing to stay there that long. I'll, so for personally, for me, I'll tell you guys exactly right now, how this is showing up in my life and how this fear story of I'm not good enough, how this can play out like right now in a situation of how we can try to, in some ways, hold me back into a level of me trying to protect myself because, okay. So this mastermind that we're all part of these women, I had all sort of started having these fears of like, I'm not as good as what some of these women do. And their skill sets are, are more advanced or better than me. And what will I bring? Like if I come into the conversation, do I bring any value to them because I would start comparing? And so there's this fear of then I'm not good enough, which then would cause me to start to maybe not be as involved in the conversation or pull myself back a little bit. Because ultimately what I'm trying to do is protecting myself because the deeper fear is I'm scared that if I like start bringing my value in and I start sharing that they're in some way going to like laugh or judge or like make me feel not good about myself. And so deeply, I'm just more or less, I'm trying to protect myself thinking I'm going to be judged if I show up in the space. So I, I'll pull back more. But at the end of the day, people are noticing that she's not showing up to space. So then people wonder, <laughs> does she even really want to be here? Does she think she's too good for us? I wonder if that's triggered anybody. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably not the case. But but really, like, so here's here's how I approach that same exact situation. So my story is not, I'm not good enough. So for somebody who doesn't lean into that story and start to focus on what I'm not good enough what when i go into a situation where i know that i don't have the same amount of experience as somebody else's is i ask myself what are other areas where i already have value to bring and if i don't i mean i think we all have value to bring just because if you're just open to receiving guidance like you can bring like blair's so intuitive Like if she just like opens herself and allows herself to be a channel for somebody else when they have resistance, she does this with her coaching clients all the time. Like what a value like it is because when you're in your own resistance, we feel stuck and hard. Like we need those other people to be those truth tellers and those channels for us when, when we can't be that for ourselves. But for me, I just look at like, what are the skills that I want to build? And then I go build them. (laughs) Like, I don't sit there and think I'm not good enough. I'm just like, interesting. I just notice simply as an an observer is that Kara Alwalabel, for example, she's one of my dear friends. I love her to death. I hired her many, many years ago as a coach. And that's how we actually became close friends. But for the longest time, I saw her as having like this, you know, insane talent. She's a She's a best-selling author. She's a marketing genius. She's just like all the things that like when you respect someone ho- so highly, you think that that they are and how different you feel from them. And I, because my story isn't I'm not good enough, I looked at the things that I admired about her and those skill sets and I asked myself, who can teach me them? So I hired her. <laughs> to fucking teach me them. (laughs) And that's how we became friends. And then I realized like, wait, we're good at a lot of same stuff. And now Kara and I are like almost, you know, every single day, I feel like we message each other back and forth asking for advice of each other. 
But I leaned in, I hired someone, or you can read a book, or you can spend more time in meditation, like building the intuitive skill. Like I have all of it's an experience and we're all here to have that beautiful experience. So like, what are the skill sets that would make you feel more confident? Who's good at teaching them in a way that really, really resonates with you? How can you spend more time, you know, learning from them, whether it's through a book, through an Insta story, through a podcast, through, I love, love, love going to live events because full immersion, I think is the fastest way to learn any new skill and then repeated exposure from there. Tony Robbins teaches that go full immersion. And then like once a quarter, like reimmerse yourself within that skill set until it feels like second nature to you. Exactly. And I'm the same. I feel like immersion is key. I think hiring a coach that is exemplifying the skill sets that you're wanting is huge. Having somebody that can hold space for you and reflect things back for you is huge. Cause I know like some of you guys are maybe thinking like, Oh, I don't have any friends or I don't have any people in business. I don't have any of those things. It's like, well, then can you get signed up with a coach that can be that person for you and be that rock for you? Cause I know like that's essentially all I do for my clients. I'm not there to basically tell them what to do as much as I'm just there to, like you said, be intuitively clicking in with them and holding space for them to reflect back things for them to pull them forward in their own knowingness. Totally. And that's what makes a great coach is not somebody who gives you the answer, but somebody who helps you see it for yourself. You you just become a great question asker or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like channeling in a little piece of something when someone, when you're in that like deep state of resistance of, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you cannot even hear guidance intuitively because you're too focused on what you can't have. Like you're in the frequency of not having, which means you're not a vibrational match for having simply, mm-hmm. right? So if you surround yourself with a coach or with you know a mastermind or a team or whatever, and that's why Blair and I became partners is like we're opposite in skill sets, complete opposites. That makes us powerful together. Us having the same skill set would be like such a waste of time, <laughs> right? I think well, but I think what this... And I'm pretty sure because I know it did for me in the very beginning when we first started growing businesses together. Oh my gosh, that'll be like, we're coming, I'm, I'm coming up on eight years. Um, I think you're coming up on what, nine, 10 years, nine. So I know in the very beginning when I would hear this advice, right. I would be like, okay, here's my problem. Here's my fear. My business isn't growing. I'm not, I'm not hitting the next level. I'm not this, I'm not that. Or it could just even in, remove business out of this. This could just be your marriage. I'm just unhappy in my marriage or I'm unhappy in my relationships or I'm trying to find the guy or I want to be a better mom or I just want to be happier. Like I just recognize that something is off in my life and I need to figure this out. Whatever it is, what I find the bigger issue comes is that when you start to get the advice, like what me and Andrea are, are dishing out, And when it comes to the investment piece for yourself, that's when people all of a sudden are like, oh, I can't invest in that. Like, like get a book, listen to a podcast. But I feel like there's some certain levels that it is, I personally feel it's imperative for people to put themselves into an event or putting themselves into other things that are outside of just reading a book and just listening to a podcast. Cause I feel like you get to a certain point 
where you do start to really butt up against your own limits and your negative self-talk. And it's so fucking beneficial to have other people pulling you forward. And so that does take an investment in yourself. Whether that's time in the business world, they call that sweat equity, right? Mm -hmm. Or whether that's cash, right? Credit card. I'm huge on like leveraging other people's money to like grow skills in business PS. That's (laughs) called an investment where you will get a return on that investment. But when I started my business, my first business that became, that has led me into spiritually intimate that Blair and I both started together many, many years ago, we were broke. Like we didn't have any extra money. I was starting that business to make extra money. But what I realized was, is that I needed to be willing to forfeit any profits and continue to live at the place that I was when I started and take all of the money that I was making and invest it into myself. You guys, I've spent over a hundred thousand dollars on my education, a hundred thousand fucking dollars. Guess what? I was able to, because I kept investing into my skill. I would use the skill. I would make more money. I would invest into another teacher skill. I would use the skill. I would make more money. And I just kept going like that until these skills felt like breathing to me. And Mm -hmm. then I started my product-based company. So this was like leveraging other people's, you know, monies. Like we did network marketing first. Genius idea if you don't have experience growing a business. If you can't sell a product that other people spending the money to invest, you're going to have a hard fucking time selling your own when you're in such a deep state of fear of losing money. Yes, 100%. So handle your money stories first through oh, yeah. like a safer way. Unless you feel guided differently, always trust your soul. Your soul know what's up, knows what's up. But truly like that was the best thing for me. I'm so thankful to network marketing because I didn't have to invest in product development. I didn't have to take major financial risks and not know if I was going to actually be able to sell the final product later. I don't wonder that anymore. I have zero fear that as Blair and I continue to grow and expand that I will figure out how to then go get this product to market. I don't know right away from the beginning. I have zero fear in my ability to figure it out because I've already proven to myself that I can through a less less risky option first. Yeah. So. I think that that's also key to highlight here right now is we tend to get stuck into our fear story versus recognizing where we don't have fear. And yeah. Andrea's like, I know I don't have fear here. There's lots of things I know I don't have fear. And I know I don't have fear the same way. Like, I know we're going to freaking get these, these products out. I know I'm going to get this business exploding. Like, I already know that. I already know I will figure things out. Even in my fear stories, I'm always like, I know I'm going to figure it out. The fear might come up, it might knock me down for a minute, but I've strengthened the skill now that I know no matter what, I'm not going to let that fear hold me back and I'm going to continue pushing forward. Totally. And the area that I'm working on is like making sure that like, while I know and I believe in my own skill to figure things out is like making sure that I'm going to be a good leader to lead other people too. If we're going to grow a big company, I need to make sure that like I have the best 
leadership skills. Again, another muscle. What do I do? I go see who are the leaders that I respect the most? How can I learn from them from afar? How can I get closer and closer and closer with them and find ways to mimic them? You guys, YouTube, podcasts, like the majority of it's free. The problem isn't that you don't have the resources to get whatever it is you want, whether it's business, a raise, the man, whatever. The problem is, is that you are not being resourceful. They're, well, it's the lack of their belief. Right. right. It's like, the, it's just, you either don't believe either that maybe you see all the resources or you see other people doing it. You just don't really trust and believe that, but that's for you. Right. And let's just be clear. I can't remember who said this, wh- who I picked that up from is like, you ain't that special. Why right. is it going to work for everyone else and not you? Totally. <laughs> like there's nothing in, there's nothing. If you look at mine and Blair's background, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that should say that we'd be successful in business. Like I never finished no. college. I like dropped out of college. I had a teenage pregnancy. Like I was really good at selling drugs for a while. Don't tell my mom, but like, I mean, there- I sold some good lap dances. <laughs> totally. Blair and I, Blair and I learned, both had to learn how to sell our booty before. No. <laughs> only through, only through the club. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I look at all those things. It was like, if you look back at my thing, and that's the thing, everybody looks at their track record and they deem it as like, well, because I was this and this and this and this, I can't do that. And it's like, bullshit. Wait, let's look at our stripper days, P.S. Let's bring that up for a second. Because our stripper days. Your very first day on stage oh God. at the club, were you like a terrified hot mess? Fuck yeah. I was, was so the awkward. Scariest thing I was ever. The most awkward thing to ever look at on, oh, God. on that stage. It was terrifying. <sighs> and then how I, I'm literally envisioning it right now. It's how so long hard. before you had a routine and a signature move? <laughs> that took a little bit. What's yeah. a little bit? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, it took Six time. Months. And here's the thing though, too, it shifted and it changed just like ever you were saying, everything evolves, right? So things that were working, maybe like as, yes, I was terrified. I was scared. So like it started to evolve maybe in the, the first month that I started kind of like, okay, I'm figuring things out. I'm kind of getting my, my groove. And then it would start evolve again in another couple months and a couple months and a couple, like everything was always evolving and changing because I was evolving and changing. And I will say this, like, you can, if I feel like our audience does not judge us for, for my past or our past, like you guys are listening to us because you love us regardless of all of these things, right? Cause I love myself regardless that I did it because I recognize that I learned so fucking much during that period of time. When I look back on it, even though it was like, I was going through a divorce, a really nasty divorce, you guys. And I was stuck living down in Las Vegas and I started dancing and it was a total shit show. My life was such a fucking hot mess. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, fuck, did I learn so much during that period of time that really fucking supports me now in my energy and everything that I do now. I learned so much. Your belief and like your confidence, even as a stripper will make or break you. Like if, if you don't think you're good enough, 
people feel your energy. It's the same in business. Like it was such the perfect, like, (laughs) I highly recommend trying it. (laughs) I would not, I would not discourage a friend from like, trying her hand at being a stripper for six months and see what type <laughs> really of wills that she... Like, don't go home with the guys, obviously. But like, no. number one, don't go home with the guys, except for I married one that I went home with. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, the worst was like, because obviously I was feeling like I'm totally safe because here we were living in Vegas at the time and I didn't know really anyone except for the people that I worked with but people are going to come and visit. And so lo and behold, I'm like sitting there talking to somebody like, how do I know you? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I know you? And then, oh God, we were friends like way back in the day. And then it started freaking me out. I was like, oh God, no. (laughs) But what I was going to say is I feel like that experience, definitely when I look back at it now, I I was definitely showing up in my human design. It re- I started feeling like how I approached it was definitely a projector kind of way. Yeah. I waited for the invite. People came to me more than I fucking hustled them. And it worked every time. <laughs> totally. And I had, like, I definitely waited to respond before I went for the invite too. There it is. Like, that's how I got Jeremy is like, I grabbed his hat <laughs> and walked away and made him chase me. And then I like, I actually spent time with him and it was like a definite aha uh-huh. And then we got married. So like, don't go home with the customers unless you think they're going to be a future husband like Jeremy. (laughs) But we've been married for 16 years, so it's all working out. You guys are hearing so much about us this this call. We've gone like the gamut. Like we started at one spot and now we're here. (laughs) If you guys missed my post the other day, I posted, I said, 2020 is my year to leave every single fuck big and small at the door, distant memory fucks that I no longer give and maybe we'll get matching hats so we can spot each other and wave saluting the vibration of zero fucks. (laughs) I'm so on that right now. I I had a post that I, or something I had shared that was something around the zero fucks given. And then you created that. And I was like, fuck yes, dude, we're so on the same path right now. Like, fuck. I just don't care who knows anymore. Like I'm tired of hiding things and fear that somebody's not going to like me. I like me so much that if you don't like me, you're lost peace out by sister. I just, I don't care if you're still listening, you like us. So you're lost. (laughs) right now (laughs) you probably love us just that much more (laughs) probably you're like I'll buy drinks on me let's go hang out we're gonna get calls from girls being like what strip clubs are around I'm just gonna say right now Seattle's not the best place probably to go start your stripper career so you know what you do is you go in on it's usually like probably Wednesday where it's amateur night (laughs) (laughs) go in on amateur night yes just practice. Like you're not obviously trying to like get dances later. You're just getting on stage and you're facing a fear of like being judged. Get that out of the way in the dark with awesome lighting that covers every flaw. It does. (laughs) The blue blue light is magical. Yes. Always ask for black light. (laughs) So good. Anyways. So that actually was not meant to be step four, but step four is go try amateur night at a strip club and see if you can face your fears that way before you go. You will literally strip every fear out of your else. body. You will strip the fear out of your body and strip your clothes off. Yep. <laughs> That's going to be the subtitle to Blair's book someday. <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. Number one, lean in. Number two, surround yourself with truth tellers. Number three, build a stronger muscle to eliminate the fear, right? So whether that... Stronger muscle, hopefully, is is actually both. Number one, 
you are spending more time visualizing. Be open for guidance during those meditations and see what comes through and just trust the nudges, even if they don't make sense. When you're trying to like figure things out from your mind to get to where you're trying to go, you're actually taking the long route. So like check in with your body, wait for nudges of what's next, and then trust yourself to be guided to the teacher, to the podcast, to the YouTube video, to the sign that like makes something click in your mind that didn't click before. What was the thing that you said earlier? You said you were reading somebody's post about fear of not tell that story and then we're done. The, uh, when with not good enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was reading somebody's post on Instagram and they were talking about how they had that same feeling of not being good enough in a, in a crowd of other women that they didn't feel like they brought the value as well because they saw these other women's skill sets and they're like, I'm just not as good as them. And they, they were like a close knit group of friends. And I was like, God, I resonate with that so hard. And she said that, um, I can't remember the specifics around it, but someone had said to her that if you believe obviously in, in your energy and your vibrations and what you're putting out is what is reflecting back to you and what you're pulling in, you would not have pulled them in these women if you weren't vibrating at the same vibration as them. And I was like, damn. So good. Mike. So drop. fucking good. <laughs> I was like, let's yes. give her a shout out. Dr. Stephanie Burgos. I hope I pronounce your last name right. Um, her Instagram handle is healthier doc, H E Y L T H Y E R D O C. Go follow her on Instagram, read that post, send her a DM and be like spiritually intimate sent you or sent me your way. And, um, I just want to say thank you for that. Cause really like that was such an aha moment for me too, of like, it literally couldn't even be in your in your vibrational field, if you weren't a vibrational match for it. So see, look at your field, see what's there. If it's like a bunch of frustration, it just means that like, that's the vibration that you're putting out right now. Just take it as be an observer, take it as feedback and many like small little shifts every single day. Start with seeing it in your mind's eye first. The more time you can spend like building that safety. Cause like I said, this is literally changing how you feel at a cellular level by you doing this through meditation first. It starts to calm down that central nervous system so it doesn't feel unsafe when you actually take that first step in the real world. Cool? We're, we're going to help you guys out with that in 2020. Fuck, yes, we are. In Promise. so many ways, it's going to be epic. So good. <laughs> so good. Hint, hint. Yes, we're being dicks again and we're not sharing. We're being dicks. But it's going to be good. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are... When you finally get it, you're going to be like, bitches are genius. Dang. (laughs) Pat yourself on back. (laughs) We got you. Always with you in mind. Okay. Thank you guys so much for hanging with us. If you found value in this podcast, sharing is caring. Share with a friend. Share what you learned. Um, Take a quote that you heard and share it through Insta stories. Like I said, like people want to know how this is going to help them as well. So tell them why so that we can get the message out there. Because truly, fear is like one of the biggest things that stops good, brilliant women, ambitious women with good hearts from changing the world we need to help each other out. 2020 is there where we extend our hand out and we help each other. Okay. So thank you guys for sharing. We love you. See you next week.